This is Amplito, and you're listening to Voice Memos. Earlier this month, the story of Robert Williams made news. In January of this year, Mr. Williams, a black man, was misidentified by a face recognition algorithm as a burglar, which resulted in his wrongful arrest. This mistake was part of a larger issue within algorithms, bias. Algorithmic bias is why currently face recognition algorithms usually work better with fair skin than darker skinned faces. Face recognition is just one way in which criminal justice is becoming automated. And as we saw with Mr. Williams's case, if these technologies are left unchecked, there will be consequences in the long term. One critical use of algorithms in criminal justice is for what is called evidence-based sentencing. And this is a practice that can impact entire communities for both good and bad. So what is evidence-based sentencing? Algorithms are used to analyze various factors about a convict to determine the appropriate decision on their sentence, such as the length of the sentence or conditions for parole. So how is this practice regulated? Well, at this point, there's not much regulation, and that raises very serious questions. Is this practice constitutional? What are the interests of the private developers? And what is the impact on marginalized groups? So yes, the fact that this technology is advanced and effective in its function doesn't make it work without bias. Let's consider a case. An algorithm is trying to find the level of risk that a convict has of recidivism, aka committing more crime after leaving prison. It considers the criminal record, socioeconomic background, such as their neighborhood or whether they're on welfare, crime within their family, addiction, and more. All of these are societal issues, and mainly, they shift the focus from what the convict did and what they're on trial for, to whom the convict is and where they come from. And this is what is being used to determine the sentence, bail, or parole given by the judge. Now, at what point is this decision still fair? As Dr. Sanja Starr of University of Michigan Law asks, when is equal protection no longer upheld? After all, this does not give favorable treatment to those of higher wealth than those of low-income backgrounds. Now, this is not to say that e- algorithms are the evil. For example, New Jersey has achieved to reduce the number of pretrial convicts held in jail thanks to these algorithms. This is because the algorithms are not causing the discrimination, but rather are tools used in an already unfair system. Right now, black men are given 19.1% longer sentences than their equally situated white offenders. And since algorithms use existing data to learn their functions, they're learning how to work in an already unfair system. Reforming this system is going to take a lot of moving parts, but one of those is transparency. Algorithms are kept in a black box by their developers, so we can't know what factors they use, how much weight those factors hold, and what data they're using to learn. Since this will logically disproportionately affect marginalized groups such as low-income neighborhoods and people of color, it is something that needs to be addressed now. And this is where algorithmic regulation comes in.